invite you to stand with me, and then we'll have our special music. And then I will give a devotional. (laughs) Um, I'm going to preach, and I will do my best to be done um, soon. How's that? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We're almost to the finish of the fruit of the Spirit. We'll do meekness today and temperance next week, Lord willing. But the fruit of the Spirit <coughs> is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. Then 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 1. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ who in presence and base among you, but being absent, am bold towards you. Lord, would you bless now? And All right, thank you for that. We've been, we've been on the uh, fruit of the Spirit, and uh, this is the lesson on meekness. And we have, uh, we have really, really just a few minutes, and I want to be considerate of your time, but also know you took time to come to the Lord's house, and so that matters too. Uh, Let's begin with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we ask that you'd help us now today. Please guide and direct our words and our thoughts, and I pray you'd speak to every heart. And Lord, for those that are unable to be here for various reasons, I pray that you would minister to them. And Lord, help us now again, and we're thankful for what we've heard and seen already. And God, we do ask that you would uh, please help us now, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes we think of meekness, we typically, in fact, most people, when you say meekness, they believe it's synonymous with weakness, but really, it, nothing could be further from the truth. I, in fact, uh, probably one of the best descriptions I could give is uh, um, I've got several books written by Tony Dungy, who used to coach the Indianapolis Colts, and one of the book titles was Quiet Strength. And I think that's probably pretty accurate. When you think of who the Bible uh, speaks of as being meek, and the passage we read there in 1 Corinthians, Paul, uh, he uses the word meek numerous times, describing himself, but he was bold in his faith. There's no question Paul was a strong guy. He may have been short in stature, but we know that everything that he faced and endured is unbelievable. We think the Lord Jesus Christ, Paul reminds us there in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter, 2 Corinthians rather, chapter number 10, and, and reminds us of the meekness of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't picture meekness as somebody <coughs> who could walk in and throw over the money changers' tables in the temple. That scene would have been unbelievable. Uh, you talk about the awesome power of God on display there. I also wouldn't consider it somebody who weak would endure the afflictions that he endured for your sins and mine. We think of uh, the Bible reminds us of Moses in the uh, book of Numbers, chapter number 12, verse 3. Now, the man Moses was very meek above all the men which are upon the face of the earth. But I wouldn't call him a soft-spoken guy, though we do know that he was slow of speech. But uh, here's a guy who walked into the man who was the most powerful on the planet, Pharaoh. There wasn't a nation like Egypt at that time in that day. And he walks in on more than one occasion and says, let my people go. He would not have been weak to have said such a thing. To have listened to the, the uh, <coughs> criticism and complaining of the multitude that numbered in the millions as they are making their way 
through the wilderness journey, which would have taken, um, uh, supposed to have taken a number of weeks. Instead, it took 40 years because of their, their disobedience and their stubbornness towards God, and Moses took it. Um, and, and also, something else that's interesting about Moses, think about this, all he did for God in his service to the Lord in leading the nation of Israel out of Egypt, out of bondage, and at that moment at the end when they get to the promised land, God says, you can't go in. I'll let you see it, but you can't go in. Now, meekness is submission even when you don't like it. And Moses, there's no record. He was, he was disappointed, I'm sure. He was, he was understanding why God said what he said, but he didn't fight it. He didn't throw up and say, wait a second, I just spent 40 years with that crowd, and you're telling me I can't go in? He understood. And so when we think about meekness, a real definition would be humble and kind and gentle towards others and willing to serve and submissive to the Lord. So I want to give you just very, very quickly several things about meekness, uh, keeping in mind that our passage from Galatians 5, 22 and 23 talks about the fruit of the Spirit is, these are all characteristics. They describe the child of God. Sometimes we wrestle with that in and ourselves because, man, we want to we want to be bold and, 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 and forthcoming, and, and those are all good things, but boy, there's great prize in a meek spirit. The Bible tells us such. And so we notice in Psalm 25, verse 9, the meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. In other words, God's saying, meek people, they listen. They're willing to be taught, and so one of the great characteristics of meekness in the child of God is that that person has decided Teach me, O Lord, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. You know, it's the prophet who says, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Every time you come to the house of God, God has something for you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter whether you're a new convert, whether you've just been saved, or whether you've been saved for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. It doesn't matter. Every time you come to God's house, God always has something for you. It doesn't matter who's here, what's being said, what text is read, what message is given, what songs are sung. The Spirit of God, only the Spirit of God is omniscient enough to work on you and me independently about something that might never even be said in the house of God. It's one of the reasons why as we were observing the Lord's Supper, we talked about, search me. David said, search me, O God, and, and know my heart. Uh, th- those moments, we, we didn't go through a list of sins, but I promise you this, if your heart's in tune with the Lord, yours came up. You weren't thinking about somebody else's. You weren't judgmental of someone else, but you were ready to listen to what the Lord had to say. We come to church for a lot of reasons, but one of the things that ought to be paramount in our hearts is, Lord, you've got something for me, and I need something from you, and so let me hear what it is. By the way, it's not always what you want to hear. It's not always, you know, there's there's a lot of preaching and I wouldn't even call it that, for lack of a better term, in our country today, in our culture, particularly in religion, where everybody's telling you how great you are. You're a champion. And I know we're more than conquerors through Christ, but the fact is, you're a sinner. And so am I. And we have no hope in this life apart from the finished work of Jesus Christ. And we come to the house of God, not because we are better, but because we want to become better. And when God speaks to our heart, you've got to come with a heart that's willing to listen and to learn what God has for us. Sometimes we can't because we're so preoccupied with other things. We've got our plans. Here's what we're going to do this afternoon. And boy, now we're already late. And he's only on the first point. And, and uh, you know, I've got this, you know, you know if, if, 
you know, if you've got a Traeger and it's Bluetooth, you can maybe turn the temperature down. If you've got a crock pot at home, you're, you're in trouble right now. Um, but I want to tell you, it's coming to church saying, I, I'm going to listen and I'm willing to learn whatever God has for me. Then Titus chapter 3, verse number 2, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. And uh, that refers to two things in there, controlled speech and actions. So the first thing we see that meekness is indicative of or representative of in our heart is somebody who's willing to listen and learn. You can't listen if your mouth is running. That's, that's true. I mean, if, you, if you've got so much to say, then God's going to have a hard time speaking to us. And so be willing to listen and learn. The second thing is control over our speech and our actions. The Word of God reminds us there, first of all, speak evil of no man. That's a tough one to swallow sometimes. The Bible says further, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. What a challenge that is. Because to be honest with you, how many of you would say, don't raise your hand, but in your heart you'd say, well, I can think of somebody I would really not like to be nice to. Somebody, in fact, boom, their face, their name comes right up on the radar, and I have a hard time being nice to them. God says meekness, and that is speaking kindly. The Bible reminds us, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Sometimes people say, well, that front part gives me a caveat out, as much as lieth in you, and I've given all that I can, and so there's no more there. But God will always equip you to do that which you think you cannot accomplish. And so meekness is someone who's willing to listen and learn. Secondly, controlled speech and actions. I'm reminded of Job's three friends who came and for seven days never said a word. That's controlled speech. They were good guys. There's no question Job wouldn't have been running with some radical guys that were, you know, rascals and out in the world and wicked. They would have been good crowd he was running with. But for seven days, those guys never opened their mouth. Not a word. That's controlled speech. I've seen sometimes people say, well, I just don't know what to say. Whenever that thought crosses your mind, it means this, say nothing. Because many times people will say something and you think, where in the world did that come from? Sometimes people say it meaning well, trying to be a comfort to someone, and they'll say some of the dumbest things on the planet. And so controlled speech and controlled actions, particularly to one another, and I'm hustling through this. So James chapter 3, verse 13, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Endued, that means given by God. Let him show out of a good conversation. Conversation is his testimony, his life, his behavior, his works with meekness of wisdom. And so the Bible says further that the Christian, the child of God, that meekness is someone who listens and learns. He has controlled speech, controlled actions, and he also has wisdom and knowledge. We say, where do I get that from? There's only one place. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'm going to hit this real quickly, and I know we're, I realize we're in the, in the month of February already, but if you're not reading your Bible, you're probably not a very good Christian. Well, I got like four amens. If you're not reading your Bible, you're probably not a very good Christian. You say, why? Because that's God's word to you and me. And I realize I talk to some people say, I don't read very well. Get it on Audible. Get an audio version. Put it on your, your phone. You play it when you're in a car, when you're, when you're walking through the grocery store. You know, sometimes people see me with, an eye, with, with my earbuds in, you know, and a lot of times you, it's, it's the Bible playing. I'll listen to as much, in fact, I'll listen to more than I actually sit down and read. 
You say, why? Because God commands us to. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And I got to tell you something. I struggle with sin enough reading the Bible. I can't imagine what it'd be like if I didn't read the Bible. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes we struggle in our faith. And I'll tell you one of the reasons is because we're not pursuant of those things that God says, you want wisdom? I'll give it to you. I'll give it to everybody that asketh me. God doesn't, he doesn't, it's not like he's saying, I don't want you to have it. No, you're, you're on your own. In fact, when we created you, we thought you'd be the one guy that we'd say, we're never going to give him a thing and just see what happens. God wants to bless you with knowledge and wisdom, the ability to make good decisions and to, to, to prosper and to be profitable in life, not just in terms of your finances, but you got to do that by studying the Word of God. So we see meekness, wisdom, and knowledge. Then may I say this further, same verse, James 3.13, wise man and do with knowledge among you. Notice this, let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. And the fourth point is this, you ought to have a sterling testimony as a child of God. I'm going to hit this real quickly. I'm flying through this, and I realize that, but I want to hit this. Everybody in your workplace should know that you're different and that you are a child of God, not by your words, but by your walk. I don't know. Listen, if the dirty talk is happening in the office, you shouldn't be participating as a child of God. Your coworkers ought to know. He won't listen to this. He won't like this. And I don't mean it like you're holier than them or you try to be pious in some way that you're a better person. But people ought to recognize the Lord Jesus Christ living in your heart. They ought to know. There ought to be a different. And our testimony doesn't mean we're flawless. doesn't mean we're sinless because none of us are. We're sinners by birth, sinners by choice. And as long as we carry this, this flesh, this sinful nature, we'll be sinned until the day we leave this life. But our testimony ought to be dramatically different than those in the world. The Bible says that we are a peculiar people. Now, I realize some of you have taken that to the next level, but, but it means the word peculiar literally means different. We ought to be different in the world. And so our testimony, meekness is indicative of a person who has a sterling testimony. Let me, let me hustle through here. Notice in 1 Peter chapter number 3 and verse 4, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Now notice this, which is in the sight of God of great price. A meek spirit is highly valued by God. He holds that way up here. So if we have that spirit that is loud and boisterous and always in the center and drawing all the attention, God says, I'll tell you what, that meek and quiet and submissive and obedient, the the type of a person that's gentle towards others, God says, I put that way up here. Let me ask you this. Every one of you are valued by God. So let me say this when it comes to self-esteem, and I know the world talks about that a lot. If anybody ever questioned, what am I worth? God died for you. God robed in flesh. God the Father gave His Son, Jesus Christ, for you. That's how much you're worth. So anytime anybody ever wants to say, well, I just don't feel like I'm worth much. Well, I'll tell you what you're worth. The precious blood of Jesus Christ, that, what, that is what you are worth. But I will say this when it comes to our conduct and our behavior and our testimony, valued by God is that spirit that is submissive and meek. I promise you this, you parents with children, grandparents with grandchildren, you know, you know as sure as I'm saying this, you value and appreciate that child that is submissive to your direction. You, you, it, it, it hurts you when your child 
questions and rebels against your teaching and instruction. How do you think God Almighty feels? When he sees that spirit that is meek and sensitive and submissive and willing to respond to the Lord, he says, that's highly valued by me. 1 Peter 3.15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And let me say this, meekness is always ready to give a right answer. Give a right answer. How do you know that? Sometimes you may get peppered with a question. You think, I don't know the answer to that. God says that meek spirit is able to give a right answer as opposed to getting in an argument, getting confrontational. And then I hasten to the last thought. The last thought is this, Matthew chapter 5 from the Sermon on the Mount, known as uh, the Beatitudes, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The last thought in regards to meekness is meekness always comes with promised blessing. What is that promise? Well, first of all, the promise is for believers. If you're here this morning, you've trusted Christ as your Savior. We talked about it during the observance of the Lord's Supper. It's the greatest hope. Uh, You know, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And that's my hope. That's my hope. I was talking to, uh, messaging back and forth, a friend of mine who lost his father this week, and it reminded me of having lost my dad and my mom within the last couple years. But I have this hope that I will see them again. And I only have that hope, not because of anything I've ever done in this life, nor anything they've ever done. I I have that hope because as uh, William Cooper, who wrote the song, wash all my sins away, that phrase at the chorus there, wash all my sins away. And there may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. That's the promise of blessing for the child of God. Let me again remind us, The fruit of the Spirit is what God says every believer ought to represent. And yes, that meek and quiet, kind, submissive spirit and submissive to the Holy Spirit. Shall we stand this morning?